Hello and welcome to another episode of the Make It Work podcast. My guest today is Varad Manasse. Varad has been a somatic coach for over 30 years. She is a founder of the Pentray School um, in Berlin. And she has been teaching this approach to many more people, uh, as well as making a difference in their lives through her own individual work as a coach. There's a lot that can be said about Vered. Um, she has founded other businesses as well. She's writing a book, among many other things. I'd let her decide how much to share today uh, with our audience about that. But first, Vered, welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. So obviously... being a coach for 30 years um demands a bit more explanation could you tell a bit about how did you start on this journey and what is the difference between your first year um doing somatic coaching and last year <laughs> that's a funny question and i'll have to think about it let's say the beginning beginning as you said it 30 years ago so um, it's long time ago uh that i started i was just 20 so you can guess my age <laughs> um and i was introduced to that by somebody that i loved very much and they just said or he just said i really think it might be something for you and as i was looking for something to do with people something that would uh, fill my heart i would say every day something that i would enjoy uh, waking up in the morning to um i started my journey and very quick after i i you know i would still say that life agreed with me uh, i really felt like people came to me uh, what i did um had the meaning at least this is how i felt already back then and from today perspective i can see how much i didn't know but from then <laughs> i don't know i'm sure that everyone knows that sensation when you start something you feel that you know everything and just 50 years later 30 years later 20 years later you say wow i didn't know much back then uh, but i loved what i did i loved the people that i met i loved hearing their stories and i loved the sensation of yeah we are doing something together and if you ask me now like the last year um yeah as you mentioned i co-founded the contrawear approach so i'm not any more only coach or practitioner i'm teaching people to do that also i'm teaching people to become practitioners i'm teaching people how to think about their clients how to accompany their clients and of course when i'm teaching it i'm also doing it um in this way but i feel as if today i'm way more responsible for what i'm doing i'm way more uh, with clarity about my values i'm way more clear of what does it mean uh, what does it mean to have somebody trust in you and how you can accompany them on the way so the journey just continue and becomes richer in experience richer in the sensation i'm i still feel the same excitement uh, i had at the beginning i i think this never maybe never is too big but definitely it's not gone <laughs> this time of my life i'm still very happy excited with any new person i meet with any client any story uh, that i'm hearing we are so unique we are so different and it's a pleasure to have that uh, opportunity in life absolutely absolutely and one thing you mentioned um loving your work from day one to to this day and it continues of course it goes up and down but i can totally see you full disclosure i'm studying the pentaray approach with you so um for the audience i do know varit from before this interview as well and i can totally attest to this um this passion and love for for the for the work the the approach and how you um approach people now having been coaching for all these years you see many people who are not in love with their work um or sometimes even with their lives or are struggling with many different things and often doing things that don't really appreciate or like um as somebody who has a very different experience in their own life 
Could you speak to what is it that um, disconnects people from what they're doing um, in their relationships, in, in their lives? And um, what, have you found any principles that you kind of go back to again and again when you feel like you're disconnecting and, and to rekindle that love? Mm, it's interesting. You know, I, I think, first of all, there is an element of luck here. Um, I must say, I think sometimes we are lucky to just find what we love to do. And sometimes it's a struggle and sometimes we need the money and we just need to work in whatever is possible. And I, with time and with, um, uh, with time as a practitioner, let's say, I came to be way more patient and way more with compassion and empathy to whatever situation a person has in their life. Um, some of us manage to find our passion and invest everything in it, and some people maybe not, but they have passion in other fields. So first of all, I just want to say, if anybody over there hear us and you didn't find your passion and you don't find something that is really uh, what your heart is singing for, I think that um, we always need to find something that interests us. If we are lucky enough, it's also in our profession and also in our relationship and also in our life. But sometimes it's not in all fields. And sometimes we just need to invest where um, we feel that, yes, our heart is happy to wake up uh, in the morning for, for our family, for, I don't know, for what we are doing, for something that interests us, for our hobby. Um, saying all of that, of course, if we can, I would always recommend finding a profession and a job that we like doing because we are spending uh, such a long time in doing that. And I know that for me, um, I'm... And yeah, I, I feel blessed uh, waking up in the morning and dealing with my to-do list that is not always a nice and pleasurable and joyful to-do list, but it's something that I know would bring, um, would, you know, would bring what I want to do further in life. And how to do that, how to find it, I think it starts really by listening to ourselves and listening to our life and remembering that yeah, sometimes we we just need to say yes uh, to life. Sometimes we agree to compromising because that's the situation. And I think um, it's always for me important to say our life is a journey. It's a long journey. I hope it's a long journey. And there are many periods in this kind of journey. And sometimes it's an exciting time and you're doing exactly what you want and everything just feels as if it falls in place. And sometimes you're looking for yourself or you're looking for what interests you. And I think that it's really important to accept both uh, uh, sensations and still to continue all the time to look for, can I find what I want to do? Is it somewhere? And when I'm talking to people that says, uh, that talks about their life with shining eyes, am I able to ask them questions and to realize their stories and maybe to get some inspiration, not just um, being desperate because I'm not there yet. Um, I think people are very happy to share if we just ask them the right questions, if we show interest. And there might, there might be people out there that would really give us, you, the people that are listening, a hand if we just dare to ask, if we dare to not just ask help, but really ask questions, uh, being curious of um, how can I find what I want? What is it that I want? There, it all starts, in my opinion, with questions. Uh, being curious, asking questions, first of all, to ourselves, and sometimes to other people that help us uh, asking the right question for ourselves. Absolutely. Now, you have made my job very difficult because... Now, I officially have the job of asking the right questions, and you have mentioned so many interesting topics in there. Let's start with the questions themselves. Do you have a practice of asking yourself any questions that help you realign or adjust your, your course um, from time to time? Mm -hmm. 
So I don't have something like that. You know, yesterday I thought about it because I had a moment here and just before I gave an introductory meeting yesterday and my mind was very busy with different kind of things. Uh, and I had half an hour and I was just, you know, I'm sitting here now in our studio where I give sessions and I just found myself um, kind of closing my eyes, lying down on this table where I'm giving usually sessions and simply listen without any questions. Uh, I was not actively doing anything. I just allowed, I don't know, I would almost call it the wisdom within to uh, show itself. And I don't know which conclusions I, I, you know, I opened my eyes and there was nothing very um, clear or clearer than before, but I'm as if I just felt that everything kind of collected itself again and I was ready uh, to meet those people who are interested to study the, were interested to study the Pantera approach. I met them, I had a really lovely meeting. And so what do I actually say by that? I, I think that I don't have today a set of questions. Um, I love to be curious. Uh, I love to also surprise myself with a question that I need to ask myself. And I feel that often what happens is, or what I would like very much um, uh, to focus on is asking not only our brain. Uh, I think we are very, um, very used <laughs> to ask our brain questions and to have answers from our brain and we can write them down and we can talk about them. But there is another um, field of information, another um, huge library of information that I believe that often we forget to listen to. And in this field of information, in this library, there are not always so clear questions. And sometimes um, if we just listen, if it was not clear, the field and the libraries that I'm talking about is our body, our energy, our sensation, our um, being, our existence. Uh, and sometimes when we just listen to that element, we are just getting surprises. We, we, we suddenly become sad or emotional or excited or confused, something that we were not aware of before. And as soon as we listen to that, we say, ah, why I'm so sad suddenly? And the answer starts to come and to, to show themselves. Um, so I'm, I would almost say if I would think about this, um, a practice of questions, my practice would not be so much which questions, but who do we ask? <laughs> and we ask something that is beyond our understanding. We ask something that is connected to life itself. We ask our own being. And I believe that we have so much more knowledge than what we um, ever believe. Absolutely. It's very interesting when you mentioned the, the body and connecting with it and sometimes even not asking a specific question, but just tuning in. Are there any um, markers where you say this worked? Because um, I can imagine sometimes it might be that you lie down and half an hour later, you're perhaps even more anxious than before yeah. um, and you have no answers. So uh, is there something um, where you say, I know that this is working. Is it a matter of just reaching enough silence or some boundaries or parameters you set for this uh, system to work? Mm, it's nice, but you know, I'm thinking while you're asking the question, I'm actually not doing those questions in order to get to a specific goal. <laughs> so I'm not trying to get into a relaxation. Or I'm not trying to push away anxiety. Or I'm not trying to push away any other emotions, I'm actually trying to just ask what's going on. And uh, if I would feel that I'm very anxious, I would probably need to embrace it. And uh, if, you know, if I talked yesterday and I had an introductory meeting, or right now I'm here with you and I need to be able to say something, if I'm anxious, I would say I'm supposed to, first of all, just to say, <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I'm so anxious. And let's talk about that uh, and asking questions about that. And let's see what we can do with it. So I'm 
the entire Pantavea approach or what we are teaching is really not about I have a problem and here let's do a journey in order to find a solution. Uh, I'm almost not interested in solutions and not in problems. I'm interested in people and people are way more rich and complex and interesting and situations are way more rich and complex and interesting than a problem that has a solution. Uh, so I would almost say like, what's wrong with being anxious sometimes? Uh, what's wrong with being sad sometimes? Um, I saw, So even yesterday when I kind of went through that practice, I really didn't, uh, um, I don't even know what happened in this. I think I had probably 15 minutes for this uh, time yesterday. I don't even know what happened in this process. I just know that something happened. Some things just arranged themselves around me in a different way. And um, yeah, I think we don't need to find solutions. I actually don't think that that's at all um, a good advice for people unless we have a real problem and we need to find a solution. I, I would almost say we often believe that we are a problem we need to solve or there is a problem we need to solve. So people would come to me for session and say, you know, I'm stressed. <laughs> Let's solve it. Let's. Let, I, I need to be more relaxed. And I would probably start then with asking questions and, and what does it mean to be stressed and what does it mean to be relaxed and why is one better than the other and by asking all of those questions, of course, we would get less stressed, but it will not come from this is not okay and we are now if here I have the, the right state of mind that I would like to suggest to you. All right. I might come back to this topic, um, but before we run out of time, I want to go to this idea you mentioned earlier, um, you know, starting from a place of wanting to work with people and making a difference in their lives and finding meaning in that. Um, and then later you mentioned something about um, waking up every day and um, looking forward, if not being excited about your to-do list even. Um, and there's a, and something else you mentioned um, of kind of, because it helps you, even if it is boring, it helps you um, move things forward. That is a very entrepreneurial statement. Um, so at some point, it's not enough to just work one-to-one -one with people. At some point, you realize that there's something more you can contribute and you have you have been finding ways to do that um, in many different ways. Where does this, um, where do these ideas come from for you? Um, where you feel that you have to move things forward and sometimes in certain specific ways, is there, have you also had a parallel entrepreneurial journey um, or were you also aware of that aspect and it just is coming out now? Um, I'm actually not completely sure even if I, I completely understood what you were asking. Mm -hmm. um, I'll answer what I, what I understood, but I'm just, excuse me if that was not exactly what you said. Um, I think, first of all, I always, from the beginning, uh, wanted to have an impact. Um, it was never for me, I don't want to say only on the one-on-one, -on -one because every person is not even one-on-one. -on -one. So I, I'm very clear that if I give a session to a person who is a CEO in a company, I don't only influence that person. I influence everybody that that person is in touch with. Uh, if I give a session to a parent, I don't only influence them, I influence their family. Uh, we are not separated from other people. And I, I don't think there is something like only one-on-one. -on -one. There is always way, way more. We are touching society in every act that we are doing. Uh, I am actually, when I mentioned before responsibility, I think that's part of the responsibility that I'm talking about. I think if we realize as practitioners, as coaches, as but I think also in many other fields of our life, that our action has a meaning. All of our actions as society, as people, as community, uh, we have meaning, whatever we are doing. If we smile to somebody in the morning, it has a meaning. If we are doing our job correctly, it has a meaning. We can change people's life uh, in so many ways. Um, some of them we will never know. And 
for me, yes, uh, teaching also came very naturally, I would say. I always loved teaching. Um, even before 20, I did things that were in the field of teaching, of guiding, of... Uh, I love that kind of sharing information. Um, I love to see people get something. I love concepts. I like that when somebody understands something, they can just take it and do it with other people. And uh, with time, of course, like I was teaching before, I was a teacher for, for another somatic um, method for quite many years. And then when in 2016, we decided to co-found uh, the Contraware approach, um, it's for me, it kind of didn't only, uh, it's not only that I'm teaching, it was like, ah, I'm now teaching exactly what I believe in. Uh, now I teach concepts that people can take into their life. Now I teach concepts that uh, I believe can make society a better place for our, all of us to live in. And this, when, when you ask me about excitement, this excites me. So when I'm going to my computer and I answer emails, um, yeah, I know that I'm a part of something way bigger. And then the email is not an email and the task is not a task. It's, it's just something way more. And even I would say also when I'm going and I need to rest, I, I know I need to rest. I know I need to take care of my own self uh, because something... Um, what I'm doing has uh, an impact, which I'm very lucky that in my situation, I see the impact in people's eyes. I see the impact in people's life. It just, it's, not a con it's not a concept for me. It's a very real life-to-life uh, -life situation, moment-to-moment, -moment, situation-to-situation. So it's always the impact that's, that drives all of your endeavors, right? Going from individual work to founding a school to um, to expanding that school. But this entrepreneurial... I think so, mm -hmm. I think so yeah. Mm -hmm. And this entrepreneurial part of this journey, that does take a lot, right? It's, it's not, um, you know... You said responding to an email is not just responding to an email, that it also has an impact. How do you remember or remind yourself all of that? Um, because when I look at entrepreneurs in the tech industry, where I am from, so to speak, we forget this all the time. We get stressed all the time. We, we end up coming to you for sessions or enrolling mm -hmm. in, in, the, in the classes. And um, we need a lot of maintenance. Um, how do you somehow... Um, figure out this um, kind of bringing this view to all the mundane things that you do in your entrepreneurial journey it's it's, it's you know i never thought about it the, the thought that came to my mind while you were asking is actually to mention a claudia claudia Golovic, who is the other co-founder of the pantare approach and she we are now partner in business and in vision for almost 20 years and I remember quite at the beginning when we were doing things together and we needed to decide about something that we needed to do. And she kind of asked me, but why wouldn't we do it? It would help us uh, reaching to these people. And I, I think, I don't know even if she knows that, because um, I never told it to her, but I think her question was really meaningful for me. And the concept stayed uh, of when I'm doing something, why do I do it? And if there is no reason, then I drop it. Like I'm, I'm, I think the question is almost in the air constantly. Um, I don't have to remind it to myself, but as I say, uh, as I said, I am in a very lucky position because I meet the people that I have impact on. Uh, I think in tech, it's way more challenging. Uh, because you work on something that is not always um, so visible for you. Uh, you work on an idea that would impact people's life later, but it's not the um, daily situation. And for me, you know, I give a session I, after this um, meeting with you, I'll give sessions today. And I know that I'll see the people and I know that I'll see their gratefulness. And I know that I, so the impact is so visible for me and that it's, I think it's easier in my own field to remember it. Uh, when I teach a class, uh, 
teach the Kantarap workshop. I see practitioners, you know, we teach in modules of five days. I see how people are transforming themselves in these five days. I hear it. People are telling it to me. So I think I'm being reminded of that way often. And maybe that's part of the answer. Like find who can remind you or find what can remind you. Find um, what can say, ah, why do I do it? <laughs> why do I uh, sit here all day long and uh, invest in something that while other people, I see them in, on Instagram uh, enjoying <laughs> life and doing all of these great things. Uh, why am I doing all of that? And I think this why question that became, of course, very popular in, in recent years uh, is a very important uh, question. Why do I do what I do? And by by the way, it also helps when we are not completely doing something that excites us. Uh, because as we said at the beginning of the, this, uh, whatever we call it, interview, um, some people don't work in, in a field maybe that interests them as much. But even that question, why do I do it? Uh, what interests me in what I'm doing? Why is it important? Uh, who is it important for? I think we need to find ways that something would remind it to us. Um, and yeah, I, that's my, I think that's my answer. And again, I'm very lucky because the people I meet, whether it's the students, the practitioners, my colleagues, um, and clients uh, remind it to me all the time. They, they are in a life reminder. And when you mention um, that you drop things when they don't make sense or when they don't fit your why, um, how how easy it is for you is it for you to drop things? And I ask this sim simply because if I think about not only individuals that I have coached and I have coached perhaps 0.1% of people you have coached, um, as well as people um, within my own company or companies that I've worked with in the past, oftentimes people are blocked because they're unable to let go of something or they're unable to let go of the past or a conversation that happened yesterday or the day before or their own image of how certain things should be. Um, somehow I feel as if like that's 80% of the, of the issue. It, there's nothing other wrong with the person or the situation. It's just they're not able to let go in order to fully reuse all their available energies. You seem to be very much in flow, um, very much like uh, the meaning of Pantare approach. You seem to be flowing through life and also mm. are able to let go of things that are not um, fitting your purpose anymore. How do you convince yourself um, that it's okay to let go of things? And sometimes you might have invested a lot in those things. I would say, like, first of all, I think, like, while you were talking, I thought, yes, I think in recent years I dropped things that were quite serious. <laughs> uh, even lately, you know, we were supposed to open a school in New York, which I invested quite a lot in personally. Uh, and really wanted it very much and we had the place and of course investment of money of time of energy of thinking uh, everything and uh, then corona came and things we could not fly there and then the school that we wanted to teach there closed and then a lot of things happened and it became clear that we will not be able to open a school in new york uh, or we would really need to push it quite hard in order for that to be able to happen. And I think, I don't know, I think I have a feeling that when something is completed, when I'm investing uh, everything that I can, and then life shows me that it just doesn't work out. And um, yeah, I, I have that ability. I don't even know... Um, I think I have some hints of where did I learn it, but I I learned it not in the easy way. I learned it by actually staying for a long time in places that were not easy, by fighting my way, by uh, giving myself, uh, I can do that, it will be okay, uh, it's not too bad, uh, go on, just invest, you don't drop things that you invested so much in. Like I, I lived like that for many, many years uh, until I understood that by doing that, I'm going against my own values. Uh, by doing that, I'm pushing myself into places that are not good for me, but also not good for any other person uh, around me. Uh, 
uh, I'm becoming not myself. I'm becoming a person that is angry. I'm becoming a person who is frustrated. I'm becoming a person that uh, I'm not happy to meet uh, myself. Other people maybe don't notice that, but but between me and myself, I was like, I, I feel that I need to twist myself. And and then when I realized all of that, and there was a one day that I said, okay, no, it's not worth it. Uh, I did everything that I could to um, push myself. I did everything that I could to change it. But if that cannot happen in that way, I need to go to where it will happen. And um, maybe the other thing that helped me is when I started to listen to reality Um I really felt that if I'm, and reality is not only the outside, reality is also the inside, like we are part of reality. Uh, I, I really felt that if I'm struggling, if it's if it's all the time and not, uh, I don't feel that I really express my own voice, something is not all right. And, uh, and, and then I really felt like, okay, then not, uh, I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, now, Professionally, I feel that I managed to drop way easier than personally, by the way. So I'm not, uh, uh, the other thing that I, I'm getting the experience for my professional life to realize, okay, I can also do it personally. Um, personally, I'm a, I, or maybe I would say it like that. I'm a person that likes to solve things. I don't like to keep things open. Um, uh, so if something cannot come into a resolution and it will continue to bother me very much. But there is a moment that you realize, okay, it cannot get into a resolution. There is something here that just doesn't work. And the only way that it will work out is by me going away or dropping it or letting go and starting something new. And yeah, I think I, I have some practice with that and it turns to be a good idea. Like I'm actually each time that I'm doing it and I'm realizing, yeah, it's it was good. It was a good decision. I'm also getting more confident uh, of the way of doing it. And I know also from clients how difficult it is, like what you are saying now, it's to leave relationship, to leave things in our job situation. It's we we invested ourselves so much. And maybe the other piece of advice that I would say, remember that whatever we Whatever you invested, it's still there. <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. Like everything that I invested in things that I dropped later is still here. It's in my knowledge. It's my knowledge of myself, life, and the project that I'm out of. In a way, it seems to me that you're, you're speaking towards living with awareness, right? Um, because at the moment of investing in something, you must have had good enough reasons to do that. And you must have had some reasons to continue, but it may be that sometimes we forget those reasons and those reasons are perhaps not even valid anymore and we keep doing it. And that's where this disconnect starts to kind of eat at us and take away our energy. And unless we get lucky or we hit rock bottom, um, we don't realize that it might, might be time to um, change change the space altogether. Um, did you have... Um, a support circle or how how did you learn out of this um, as you said you have a lot of practice in, in this now um, do you have some sort of a fallback mechanism where you say now I can't do this anymore it just is too much noise and I need to talk to Claudia or somebody else um, how do you use the the, the coaches around you um, or anybody else to support you and definitely Claudia as my co-founder, other co-founder and friend and partner in a lot of things in my life uh, is, if you call, can call it a support um, group. I never thought about it from this direction. Um, I, I think I like to go through the process. Uh, I like processes generally. I also like processes with with clients, I like seeing a process. Uh, I like being a part of a process, and any such decision is a part of a process. I, like it's hardly ever that I come one day to the office and say, "Well, I think it's enough. <laughs> we have to drop that idea or this project." Um, it doesn't happen like that. There is um, a, a whole process that is in place, and 
we invest and we invest and we invest. And there is a moment where you see, okay, what, you know, whatever we invest in, we need to get something in return. Uh, as you know, even with Pantera approach, like the, the way we teach practitioners is how you can become a practitioner without giving yourself. You are giving and receiving all the time. Uh, I believe in partnerships. I believe that we are doing things together. I believe in teamwork. I believe that when I'm doing that with my clients, uh, we think together. We are exploring together. It's not only them and it's not only me. It's the together that makes the, the impact. And same goes to the way we are teaching our students. It's together. I I trust my students to bring their own knowledge and their own ability to see things and to perceive. And maybe one of my students would show me something that I never looked at before, and it would become a, a part of my the curriculum. I I don't come from a place that I know way way better. We are all here together and. Again, that's my general vision about life. We are all so rich, so interested uh, people. We, If we would only know how to bring each one their own peace and express who we are, I think we would live in an amazing, amazing uh, uh, society here because we have so many beautiful uh, people that can do so much. And same happens in a process. I, I think I need to go through the process. And there is a, a moment where I feel as if it doesn't go anymore together. It's It starts to be, uh, I need to squeeze myself in order to do that. I need to, I don't feel so well. Uh, when I have the task, I'm not anymore happy to do them. I'm just feeling there are a, a list of tasks, uh, not interesting uh, I'm I'm losing my motivation and this would be the moment when I would start to ask questions first of all myself uh, uh, but it can also be my friends uh, it can be Claudia it can be uh, our assistant it can be my partner it it can be people who I trust and again I don't trust them to tell me what to do I trust them to help me do the process of thinking and that they and would enjoy me thinking with them. And I trust that at the end of this conversation or conversations, uh, uh, I would know. And there will be that moment that will say, okay, school in New York, not now. I'm not saying no. It might happen in the future. It might be somebody else. It might be that the Pantera approach will um, develop into this direction. But it's clear for me that it, this cannot happen right now. And then... I take all of this energy that was invested in that and I put it in something else that that would bring more flow and more uh, connection and will be more interesting. Impressive. So now let's talk about collaboration because um, one of the things that I see a lot of people struggling with is, especially if they are in a solopreneur businesses, um, struggling with working with other people. Um, often people who are great practitioners have all sorts of trouble with bureaucracy, with marketing agencies, with anything where kind of they have to interact with somebody who is outside their own expert expertise uh, field. Um, and it's understandable. You know, you get really good at working on your own with full focus on your client or a set of clients if you work, do group work, but everything else seems to be just noise. Um, and you have actually seemed to have mastered both. You're not just an incredible practitioner yourself, but you have been teaching for almost two decades. You have founded Pantera Approach School for now six years, um, and it continues to thrive. Can you t uh, tell a bit about all the collaboration that has gone into setting up this venture, running it, building it up, um, and um, what are the things you have been learning uh, in this process? Hmm, yeah, a lot. <laughs> uh, let's say, like I mentioned Claudia a few times here in this uh, conversation, we are two. Like we co-founded the Pantera Approach together and uh, I loved it from the very first moment. And I loved it not because it was easier. <laughs> uh, sometimes I even felt, oh, if I would do it myself, it would be way, way easier. I, I think anybody that worked with a team know that feeling. Um, but it gives me always a different perspective. It it gives me always the ability to 
Ah, okay, you can do it also like that. Ah, okay, that is really important for me, but it's not so important for the other person. So maybe I'll think about it again, or maybe I'll find a different way. And I think the, um, the ability to listen to other people uh, is something that, of course, it's in the heart of the Pantera approach. We need, I would always teach my practitioners or my practitioner, practitioners to, to listen to the clients because the clients know the answers. <laughs> we actually don't need to come with answers. We need to know how to listen to the answers and to give it back. And I would say the same goes to any business and any situations and any uh, um, process of growth. Um, we want, or I believe that if we know to choose the right people, I don't say that any person can be a part of a team with me. Any person can be a part of a team. But we also need to find the people that um, you can you feel well with, that can listen to you, that you have some kind of same rhythm or some kind of, um, uh, when you, same even passion of things, same kind of language. Uh, uh, but when you find those people that can be very different uh, than you, so uh, like you know yourself, like Claudia and me are very different. Uh, Nicole, who works with us, is a very different person than us. Uh, I don't look for people that are mind-like or that are similar to me, but people that when I throw an idea, they can understand it, they can take it. I don't need to um, uh, fill all the gap. Uh, we, we can really move each other forward. And I, I, so I, first of all, I think it's really important to find the right people. Uh, and uh, the right people are not... Uh, there is not an objective list of questions. It's really the right people for you would not be the right people for me. Uh, but when we have this kind of uh, people that we we form a team with, yeah, I think then to listen to them, to hear them out, and to work together is one of the things that would create um, um, yeah, thriving projects, I would say, and a thriving feeling because you're not there alone. You are there with more people and, um, you know, it's, it makes a different kind of meaning to, to the daily situations or daily moments. By the way, it's also helped what you asked before about the why, <laughs> uh, because there is another person. If I need to do it for somebody, it always gives me more motivation. Uh, it's way more difficult to do things for myself than to do it for other people. So if I remember my team and I remember, uh, again, then also students and clients and, and practitioners, it's way, um, way easier than to do things and to get the motivation. Incredible. So I just have to share this because I have all these conversations within the context of tech industry or software industry, and our conversations are just full of buzzwords. Um, and you just talked about alignment on values, on passion, on listening to your team, on collaborating, on going back to your why. And um, you didn't use any of the buzzwords. It's just so <laughs> refreshing to just hear that naturally. What about patience, though? Patience, like yes. to have patience, you mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I always say uh, I'm, I became a very patient person as a practitioner and as a teacher. I think I have, I would almost say endless patience when it comes to um, me with my client, we in front of my students. I don't think that I'm so patient as an uh, individual. Uh, I, I like things being done. Uh, I like moving um, on with things. Uh, but again, I'm, I'm feeling as if I can have patience when, I am, when it's relevant. Um, when not, I don't have any of that. Um, I learned to do, you know, when Claude and me at the beginning, when we established the Pantera approach, I remember we looked for consultants. And one of those consultants, um, I really remember this very strongly, like he gave us a, a, it was a baby steps thing, and you need to have a lot of patience. And 
I went out of this meeting and I told Clara I would never be able to work with him. I, I, I'm not, I'm not built for baby steps. I, I think some steps should be very big at once and sometimes they need to be small. And I cannot go from A to B, from B to C, from C to D. I, I don't think that's how, this how life works. Uh, I know it also from clients. I can give a session to a client and suddenly in one session there is a full a change, transformation, movement, everything is changing. And maybe before that there were lots of small steps uh, that somehow all accumulated. Even with the Pantera approach, like we established the Pantera approach in the speed of light. Like today, when I'm looking back at 2016, I have no idea how did we manage to go through that year. We did so many things. And I just looked some weeks ago, like we were, from the moment we sent the first registration form for the class, the first class to the moment we started, it was three weeks before. It happened so quickly. And there were 38 students that came to this first class, some of them, Many of them actually are still in touch with us. They are practicing, they are assisting, uh, they are still our colleagues. And I didn't have patience in this, in that time. I, I had the feeling uh, we needed to do things. I remember some of our friends even said at that time, why don't you take three years, just establish it, make it slowly, uh, find your own rhythm. And I knew <laughs> that if I would wait three years, I would never go and do what I was doing. Sometimes you need to do things quickly. Sometimes you need to do things with a lot of pressure. Um, you cannot live like that. All, like I cannot continue living that way. But sometimes this is what reality, what life uh, serves us. And um, then we don't need to practice patience. So I think patience is... A great things to practice. It's important, but if you feel impatient, it's also also for a reason. <laughs> I don't think that we need to then practice and uh, and move toward a very quiet mode of okay, I have patience. Uh, when we all have patience in the right moment, we know to wait. We know to let the process go on. Um, but again, you know, from the beginning of this talk, I talked about processes. Things takes time. Um, and I I know where the Pantoray is right now. I don't know where it will be in 10 years. I just know that things will happen, hopefully, or this is a, as a plan, it will grow, but it not only will grow, it will take me to places that I don't yet know, and some of them uh, will need patience, but I would say they will need way more curiosity than patience. Now, curiosity is something that I see a lot in in this journey, and also you know, you mentioned this also in our studies, right? That it is much more important to be curious and to listen than to come with a particular ag- agenda, um, or to even force the conversation in a particular direction. Um, unfortunately, as um, as an interviewer, I do have to keep doing that again and again. Um, as a founder, it's a completely different story, right? So when you mentioned you don't know where Pantoray approach will be in 10 years' time, I feel bound to ask, where do you want it to be in 10 years' time? Hmm. I think I want it to grow. Like, I really feel that what we are teaching today can impact society. Um, I'm simple as that. I would like as many people as possible to come to learn. I would like as many people possible to go to practitioners of the Pantorea approach. I really see it and witness it day by day, how much positive impact it does. I can imagine the Pantorea approach in businesses. I can imagine the Pantorea approach in education. I can imagine the Pantorea approach in so many fields and I can see what it will do uh, there. What I don't know is how we will, you know, the how is where I don't know. Uh, but the the essence of growth, the essence of the impact it can do, yes, I'm um, 
I, I really feel it. I know it should go there. And I hope and wish and even do a lot that it will happen uh, to have uh, partners, to have friends. Uh, like for me, all the practitioners that are learning with us, learned with us, continue to practice, I think they would also move it to places that we uh, don't know. From the beginning, the way we established Pantorway was uh, to say, yes, we are teaching the profession, we are teaching the heart and soul of what the Pantorway approach is, but we truly um, uh, invite our community to continue and develop it to their own direction. So there is a practitioner who works mainly with couples. I'm very happy for that. I think she can do so much and can invest in this direction. And there is a practitioner who works with people with uh, illnesses that are um, toward the end of their life. And I can see how much good she is doing also using the, the concept of controversy, of course, not only uh, somebody who works now with teenage uh, um, um, children, I don't think we can say teenage children, but um, teenage uh, and how much they can uh, uh, get value from that. Somebody who works with actors. So I would really like, I cannot do all of that uh, um, and Clara cannot do all of that and we don't want to. We want really to grow a community that each one would take it to, into their own directions and um, I'm very curious again. Is there any fear of missing out um, in terms of, is, is there a particular um, industry or aspect of life where you, you, you think Pantoray approach would just be revolutionary but it's just not happening yet because you don't have the time or there are not enough practitioners working in that direction. Um, do you get that at all? Um, no, I think there is where we call it patience before. I feel as if we are doing as much as we can right now. I would like it to reach to way more people. This is very clear. So, uh, you know, I always feel, even with social media, I feel that we invest so much in, in really writing very valuable posts and we, we want to give a lot of values with, with what we are doing. And uh, But we are not experts of social media and I didn't yet find the right people to do that with me uh, to really reach to way, way, way a larger audience. So I, I feel as if, yeah, you mentioned at the beginning, I'm writing a book now. I hope that this book uh, would be able to give a glimpse, <laughs> a big a big enough glimpse of what is happening in our classes. Like what happens in our classes is just magic in its own uh, creation. I'm, uh, I know that I'm uh, responsible for that, but I don't even feel like that. I just feel like I'm looking at a group of people, uh, students, and what they go through in five days is just unbelievable again and again for me i'm i'm not um i'm not managing even through it, it, it doesn't stop i'm every class that i'm teaching i'm like wow that's what happened in these five days and i would like to reach to as many people as possible but i don't have the missing out uh, sensation uh, i'm feeling as if we are growing we are actually growing in a very nice rhythm uh, more than that, we will not have enough place. We will not have enough teachers. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually feeling quite comfortable with the growth and the way it's been created. Uh, I don't like to say I am in a place where I'm not. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling yes, the ground is being created, and uh, six years is a lot, but it's also very little. Um, so. I'm, I'm sure that 10 years of the Pantoray, we would be in a completely different place. And But already we have more than 300 practitioners who practice in 17 countries. Uh, people are coming from different places. People hear about us. And I feel that it's it's happening uh, um, in, in its own beautiful, natural way. Uh, so, no, I, I can say missing out. I, I, I would love to have more time. This is, if you can provide me with that, I'll be very happy to have <laughs> more time to do more things. Also, more, more things that are um, even on the personal level, uh, that, that things can move in a way more, um, um, I don't know how to say it, 
com combination between the profession and the personnel, having more time to do the things, uh, less uh, the need to to bring things to the creation according to the specific timetable that we are having. But not missing out, I think, is not my thing. Incredible. Incredible. I'm still sometimes struggling with that, but I see I see your point and I feel your spirit and I totally wish you a lot more time. I think it's mm. a gift to the world when, when somebody is really flowing with um with what drives them. Um and you are definitely doing that and anybody who comes into contact with that in whatever setup gets to feel that and learn that uh, on some level, on some subtle level. Now, speaking of time, um, podcasts are always limited in time. Um, and I wanted to talk a bit more about the book and so on. Um, but I let you um, decide what to do with this last question, whether you want to share something about the book from the book or something completely different. Um, there's this question I always ask people, which is imagine if you had a giant billboard um, or a giant screen and millions of people would walk past it. Um, what would you put on that? You can put in a sentence, play a video, um, anything. What would your message to the world be? Hmm. I would really say just listen to yourself. I, I really think we are rushing. We listen to many experts. Uh, we listen to, um, we look for advices and with time of internet uh, and the endless knowledge that exists out there we sometimes forget just to listen here <laughs> to us to where we are to know that we have the answers to find what matters to us we have only one life on this planet at least <laughs> the one that we are aware right now um, we need to really find the way to be in contact with ourselves. I don't know how this would be on this big um, um, screen that you um, that you describe, but I think this would be my message. Really listen to yourself and also listen to other people. Other people know a lot more about themselves. Uh, ask them questions about them, not about you. Ask them questions about them. Help people, encourage people to listen to themselves and to come in contact with the knowledge that they have about themselves. I think if we would all do that as a society and we would all help each other to realize you are so much, you know so much, you are such a, uh, you, you have everything in you. Um, if we would only start and really encourage people to do that about their own life, uh, I think we would just... Um, yeah, live way better and enjoy more, but way more than enjoy. I think we would find meaning and, and connect to our meaning and, and understand how much meanings exist also around us. People have a lot of meanings in them if we only know how to listen to that and if we only know how to uh, give it space. So that would be my message and that's a message of the Pantare approach and and that's what every Pantaray practitioner is doing with their clients, uh, what we are doing with our students. Um, yeah, this is part of what I'm definitely writing in my book. Beautiful. So is there anything me or anybody listening or watching this on YouTube can do to help spread this message? How can we help you or the Pantaray approach? Hmm. First of all, just come and follow us. Uh, ask as um, you know, it almost feels superficial to say that after all of these beautiful questions that you ask me, but I would really say just uh, come to any of our Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube, LinkedIn, just come and connect with us. I think you would already, of course, help us, but also uh, get the value of what we have to say. Go get sessions. If you never tried it out, go and get sessions from a practitioner. I think you would learn so much about yourself and you would get the values of what we are doing. And ultimately, of course, if any of what I say uh, feels right for you as maybe a profession or maybe for you 
call us, write us, and get in touch, and maybe this would be a profession you would find uh, tuned into or find it as something that you can just learn for yourself and use it for whatever else you do in life. Thank you for sharing that, Vered. I will definitely put all the links in the show notes as well. And for the audience, I can totally attest to everything that Vered has said. Um, Pandora approach is amazing. It is amazing to learn from you, Vered, and Claudia. Um, and of course, the, the team that is growing. And I wish you all the success and hope to have another conversation soon. It's a pleasure. It was a real pleasure to talk to you, Balash. Same here. Mm. Ciao, everybody. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Make It Work podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to like, comment and share. If you also want to make it work, stay tuned for more episodes.